she walks in the hospital room crying because they kept me at the hospital like six days or so until they could induce. She walks in the hospital room crying, start crying when she gets there. Mm-hmm. My lights off. <coughs> Wait, she not crying because you are going through this medical issue. Now, ma'am, because her lights off. She walked, she went, tried to open her garage, and her lights is off. Wow. She had an electric garage door opener and couldn't pay her light bill. <laughs> Priorities. That's all. <laughs> her lights was off in her wow. big 2,000 square foot house that she ran and bought After for one person to show off. Right. And ran through a whole bunch of money. And here we are years later. Yeah, it was about oh, four, three, four years later. And you can't even keep the lights on in the thing. And coming to you when you done, you at a high-risk pregnancy situation. Have not worked in seven months. And what she wants you to do? Crying about. So I'm laying in the bed. I wrote a check, but I'm like, if you don't need to cash this check, I didn't write the whole check. Cause I was like, I got a hundred. Right. I'm having a baby here. Right. And I wrote um the check, but I said, if you don't need to cash this check, then you don't need to cash this check. In the meantime, on the sidelines, I'm calling people I know at state agencies to get her light paid from wow. a hospital bed with a newborn the newborn hadn't even been cut out of me yet oh, we wait wow. until the day we can cut the newborn out of me wow. wow but I'm in a hospital bed trying to arrange for her light bill to be paid by agency instead of my pocket right because I again I didn't have time to prepare to go to the hospital right. to have food at my house that I right. can not have to cook cook and did have, she you know, ask, all of that to prepare. Did she ask you about any of that? Like, can I help you with, you know, when you're going to be coming home with a baby? I know this was unexpected. Is there anything I can do? None of that. After that, I didn't ask her for nothing. That's crazy. That is why you were not in my, I mean, after that, I was like, okay, so I'm in a hospital bed. So if mm. I invite her to a birthday bar- party, will she be around here passing the hat and talking about how beautiful <laughs> her life is? Wow. If I invite her to, uh, I think I did let her come to the first birthday party, mm-hmm. but after that, it was like no more. And she'll admit, I don't ever get invited to no birthday parties and you won't, ma'am. Because you don't know how to act. Right. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. And so in that, like the, the mental, okay, so about, so you were like 30 something. So 30 was the last time, even though I hadn't been asking my parents for anything and 30 was it actually, I was 29 and I was moving from, uh, uh, Alabama to North Carolina for a job. And had the proof, everything, this was the most I was ever going to be making. I was so excited because I knew my life was about to change. And I needed, you know, but I'm still a single parent at this time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to pay deposits and all of this stuff. And I'm moving, we're moving everything, all of this. So I called and asked them 
for like to borrow some money so I could pay the deposits on my because it's stuff I didn't factor in. I was just so fucking excited I was gonna have a job finally that was gonna take me out of Cabri Green, li- not literally, but you know what I'm saying. That that I was gonna be able to breathe finally after all of this time. And so I didn't factor in these deposits and my credit wasn't good. So they were going to be high and all this kind of stuff. And they told me, no, uh, they had just got some tires on the car. <laughs> now, my parents both have had jobs they hold my whole life. And I've seen right. them grinds. Like, did we stay in the same house? Like, it's not like, I mean, we got decent cars here as I grew up but you know all that stuff slowed down and and it's like what are y'all doing with y'all money even though it's not my business but if I had a man in the house and my child called and asked me to help them with some deposits so they get their first check come on yeah how how you can't do that but you gotta remember from the outside looking in bus drivers still don't make that much right and they were trying to keep up the appearances. True. So I look at regular people bank accounts all day, and right. it ain't that good. Well, we sure wasn't spending it on nothing. Well, we was traveling and stuff like that. Maybe y'all it was were just traveling. Un- irresponsible. I don't know. RVs, Cadillacs. Right. Right. Um, private schools for two children and braces. We both okay. had braces. And so, and I mentioned all that stuff too. And it was like, so to me, we was rich-ish. You know what I'm saying? Appearances. To me. Regular, smegular people bank accounts. Right. And then when I think about it, like I never was dishonest with my kids. That's what I was going to say. Well, like with your mom, the fact that she didn't offer that stuff, your mother knew what it was like to be a single mom. My mother is delusional on what that struggle is like because she always had my dad. And so it was always at least whatever fucking up of the money they did, it was doing it together or whatever. But or they was, were doing it separately. Oh, you did that? Well, I'm going to do this. And right? then we going to be in a bigger box. Could, could be that too. And it's, it's like, ugh. ugh. But in, in, in at the end of the day, just say that. Like, right. just say, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't be trying to put up this front like something going on. Because that's, I was always honest with my kids. Like, if we ain't got it, we ain't got it. If we got it, we gonna, we gonna live like we got it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then that's the thing. You live like you got it till you don't. Then you try to figure out some shit. Like, well, you know? when I say live like we got it, I don't mean like overliving like we got it. Because to me, mm-hmm. if you don't got enough money to shoot your kids some bail because you just got tires on the car and it's a two-household income, then that's living over what you got. When right. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, because I sent my kid to band camp. Well, shit, we had the money and you into music. So I'm supporting you and, you know, towards your future. You mind, I'm invested in you and I want right. a good return on my investment. And that's what like children are. And I don't understand how our parents kind of looked at it. Well, your mom, because your dad was there once he became a part of your life. He was a part of your life. Um, right. But like to invest braces in private school in travel knowledge and all of that stuff RV living and to invest that into a child 
and then throw the investment away. Like, I don't care what happens to that. What? I don't get it. (laughs) Right. You don't care what happens to that. For real. And that's what it is. That's what it is. I mean... And And maybe they had the mentality. But again, like, your mother came down here and helped grandma as a part and it was all you know also appearances we need right. a New York people so we got the money <laughs> so they came down to help grandma while auntie get right and my mother right and grandma had to keep a book and we talk about a lady who cleaned houses right who uh, bought, basically got a stipend from the school to show up in the kindergarten classes like a teacher's aide she was an Avon lady Yes, the Avon lady. And the honey dripper lady. Okay, no <laughs> honey drippers out the freezer. Right. Yes, the candy lady, she did what she could on her. She was getting like two, $300 a month and a mortgage was 160 because I used to help her write out bills. I used to take her to, you know, go to Avon meetings with her. Right. I used to see all of this. I used right. to help her do her Avon orders. Okay. This lady hustled to lend them $10 here and there for gas. Wow. While they work, well, my mom was working two jobs. Auntie can't get right with that. But she can't have a job. <laughs> I ain't talking about nobody, mama, but I'm just saying. Right. Right. I don't recall. <laughs> she had, I've known her to have two and win the lottery. Oh, wow. I didn't know she won the lottery. <laughs> in the 80s, when the lottery first came out, she won mm. five grand. That was a lot of money in the 80s. Heck yeah, and I bet you it was gone in a month. <laughs> that was a lot of money in the 80s. I can't tell you two things she did with it. I promise you. <laughs> Back in the 80s, five grand, you could almost live a year. Right. She could have came up, man. You know, all I can say is uh, being open and honest with your kids about how you came up. Yes. Definitely soften any kind of blow that that trauma that has trickled down is put on your children. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it was like, it was like, I would even say, let me clip coupons and do the grocery shopping for the house. Wow. So we can have some groceries. Right. Oh, no. That was too much like, right? What would she say? No. <laughs> and that was it? Basically. Mm. It never it- happened. I don't know where that ever went, but I remember asking it at least two to three times. Right. And she probably felt some type of way. How dare she ask me? She thinks she's smarter than somebody else. You would think that you were uh, like, not that I'm saying she talked about you, but she would she would speak on things that were positive about you like it was negative. JC thinks she rich. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She like, got people that that's like distance cousins calling, asking me to borrow $500 out of the blue and I ain't got no damn job. I'm like, what are you ever say about me? Right, but we'll never say it to you. We'll never say I'm proud of you. You've accomplished a lot. You've done so Oh no, she's laughed in my face about my first house at 25 in wow. the hood. She's laughed in my face. 
What the about thing? me making um because I actually my first job out of college I literally and I probably still got a check stub to prove it I literally I worked for the state of Florida mm-hmm. I made six hundred and twenty five dollars every two weeks okay she was sitting home on nurses workman's comp bringing in about nineteen hundred dollars mm. but you were still borrowing money from me wow you you work every day I make more money than that but I said why I say you always have to eat your words because within a month or two you need to borrow fifty dollars right and it's like and why where does that come from now a thing that our mothers have in common uh emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. uh very this bitterness angry uh more than in a good mood type of energy would you say right um yep. and the the coolness on how they spoke to us my mother i never heard my mother say i love you until i was well into till it was to an uncomfortable age it was like what the fuck she mean by that you know what I'm saying? right i had never heard it i was in adulthood had my own children all of that stuff i remember a neighbor said uh one time i never hear you tell your kids you love them and stuff like that oh. and she and, and she said they know i love them Right, and that's what they think. (laughs) Just just because, in my case, yeah, you, you and those, right? They think the least is good enough, right? Like the dog, at least, and that's something I try not to use. I try to catch myself. Well, at least we never moved. At least we wasn't homeless. At least you know. And I'm like, (laughs) the least, (laughs) right? That's what the least, right? Right. And, and so the harshness of that and then okay so one of the things that my self esteem needed years decades of repair after leaving my parents house and because uh, my mother used to call me ugly mm-hmm. and all I wanted to do was be a singer or actress for as long as I could remember what wanting to be something was again that was never supported I remember watching Ribbon in the Sky for the first time, the video, and there was a ballerina on there. And I said, I want to do that. And my mother said, with them flicked feet, Mm. because I was pigeon-toed. So it was like everything that I did or was interesting is it was a problem. And in addition to being called ugly. So, and this went all the way up through high school when um, I wanted to go to Douglas Anderson, the performing arts school, and this was going to be my last, was it, it was either 11th grade or 12th grade uh, that it started. So mind you, I'm all wrapped in, up into this dude. I have no future, no prospects, because I'm still saying, I'm going to be like Madonna, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's like not realizing, no, you got to get a job. And so, so this one thing for the first time I would have been able to completely engulf myself into what I like to do, what I've always showed interest in. And the reason I was told, I applied for the school, got the audition, didn't get to go to the audition because my mother wouldn't sign the papers because she said, you gonna have to catch a different bus. So, again, what was I supposed to do besides get pregnant? (laughs) 
because you were leading me to nothing. But the boy I was dating, he got to come over and have dinner. With, you know what I'm saying? We if we went somewhere, they were kind of inviting. And then they knew this dude was half-ass raised. Can I just right. say that? He was half-ass raised. He was back and forth between his mom and dad. His father was paranoid, schizophrenic, like certified, 100% from the military. And they did mm. not discourage me one bit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. This right, shit right. passes down. Are you serious? Can you imagine? I cannot imagine my children telling me this about somebody they dated in high school and I don't do everything I can to get them away from that person. Right. Well, maybe at the point they say after your your the other sibling, the <laughs> child of the child they had <laughs> after they after that one went awry. They say if we can't beat them, join them. And maybe she'll run away on her own because we like, (laughs) you know, hey, they had an episode about that on the Cosby show. Right (laughs) on that time. So maybe they just trying to take a little parent advice from the child, please. Because I'm like, the thing is, it should have been this. It should have been like, let me do everything I can. What you want to do? You want to go to another school away from this fool? Hell yeah. Where do I sign? You go to a school where you're going to be involved and engulfed in things that you want to do and might go a different direction from this dude. Where do we go? Girl, I get you a car. Get there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I would have did. No, we get bus pass discounts. Let's get to you. Hey, long as you right. get down the school bus to be there every day on time. Yeah, if I'm not the one, they had the magnet buses, so I would have caught, caught the bus to my assigned school and then caught another bus back. So it's like, what is the, like, to this day, and and mind you, I still, at almost 50, I want to know why. Why wouldn't you sign for that? Like, it wouldn't have took nothing from you to do that. And it's like, I can't even get answers for why you sent my son to his father and made me lose custody. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I know I'm not going to get answers for why I couldn't go to the School of the Arts. Right. When fame was my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, when fame came out and I was little, I'm like, oh my God, yes, this is it. This <laughs> is what I want. For And so to see that school open, friends from junior high school saying, oh my God, you got to come here. You'll be great. Because I was able to do arts, uh, you know, theater and stuff like that in junior high school. And then to just be like, so again, what was I supposed to do? And then when I do pop up pregnant, instead of the let us figure out why she hid this for seven months, this is terrible. She must be in a bad state. Right. Instead of going that route, it's like, shit, what you going to do? You got to get out of here. Right. And it's like. Okay, it's all about saving face. It's all about what you can show. And even after you did what you did, this is still how it turned out. So they didn't talk about you. It was like, okay. Oh, she in Alabama. Right. Like, I didn't know your sibling had all the babies and didn't finish college until you told me. Right. Because all of that's covered up. Right. <clears throat> and I'm going to tell it. I mean, you ain't going to be sitting here talking bad about me. And I don't know if they talk bad about me, but they just didn't tell. I had cousins on both sides. Like, we know where you was at. 
right. we would ask about you and they'd be like, and this is after they had did the fuckery that we'll get into on another episode that really altered my life, my children's life and all of that stuff. And so, and it's like, so clearly you're ashamed. Now I'm already moving through life. Like I'm ashamed, like this 17 year old ashamed child. I moved through life like that. Well, up into my 30s and stuff and trying to make up for something that I shouldn't be making up for. They, they pushed me in that direction. You know what I'm saying? Really? Right. And, it, and it's like, to know that there were, could have been people that wanted to help me when I was going through rock bottom, not because mm-hmm. of drugs, not because of alcohol, simply because of lack of guidance and support. Right. And what I want to say is with what parents like I believe in tough love I'm all about it I know some people kids and it's like if you put their ass out or you know what I'm saying or if you right. something something but but after you have done your part and you have supported and made sure that you gave them opportunity to achieve then it's the tough love but when people want to already dog you you already starting mentally mentally and emotionally unstable and you want uh-huh. to administer uh tough love and you do you're not doing that but pushing your children into arms of predators pushing yeah. your children into the arms of people that use and taking advantage of people's vulnerability because that's all they got uh-huh. this person can dog them out but all they got to do is say one or two things that you don't say or never said and they got you right and so it's like, so parents today, I'm speaking to y'all, like, don't do that. If you haven't don't. done your part to, to, to raise a responsible, reasonable human being, and you weren't there to support them when they needed it, and to show them guidance on the things they show interest with, and something like that, like, you can't. You can't do that. That's unfair. Because you have not prepared this person for life. And then you just no. want to kick them out there and make them figure it out when you haven't given them any tools. Right. Definitely. It, I remember when my mother said, going back to that financial irresponsibility, when, you know, my little car, I had a little CRV and I had it for years. And I loved my little Ruby. And I came to visit my parents. And my mother was like, You're still driving that car? Hey, if it's still running. Right. Till she conk out, it's me and Ruby. Like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, so that mentality, like, of course, like, again, you don't know where I'm at mentally, emotionally, and you saying stuff like that when out right. throughout my life. And it could be something simple as that that could make somebody freaking lose it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and it's like throughout my life, you you've never said well done. No, and, and, and that's never. the thing. They don't say well done. They gonna talk about some mess that you messed up forever. My mother still, ever, ever, ever. I still <laughs> to this day, and I'll admit, I had a little shopping shoplifting spree when I was in high school. Again, why? Cause I ain't got shit to do. Ain't nobody right. letting me do what I want. I was to. with y'all on y'all. The one told me about the tag switch. Oh no, girl! We all did it together. I graduated past that. Like, I was oh, you went past that Okay. <laughs> so that was the beginning. That was the beginning stages. I believe I started with taking Grandma's Avon. That's where it all started. And so, and so, 
And so it was a very brief, well, not that brief, but anyway, <laughs> you know, the thing is, <laughs> I can't even remember the point. The shoplifting spree. Okay, so so the thing is, like, my mother, I would bring people to my parents' house to meet them and stuff like when I'm living in different places and I'm had bringing a travel buddy and stuff like that. So my mother would find some way every time up until my mid-30s. My mother would find a way. It might have been 40. It might have been, I mean, I've been in my 40s. My mother would find a way to bring up me getting caught shoplifting. Oh, wow. It's like, you you can't bring up, like, the play that you didn't come see me in. You can't bring up the, the newspaper staff that I was on. You can't bring oh, yeah. up the fact, you can't bring up none of the good stuff, but somehow this creeps into the conversation. And I wonder, I always wonder that other thing that they brought into the world. Uh, did y'all bring up how she snuck out the house and was skipping school, getting on the city bus? Like, was that a conversation? When she brought her husband home to meet y'all. Right. <laughs> when, when she got pregnant in college that y'all was struggling to help pay for with her little piece of scholarship. You know what I'm saying? Like, do y'all talk about that? How I had to help raise her child for the first year, taking her to daycare, getting her ready for school. Do y'all talk about any of that? Because how right. are we talking about decisions that I made when I was in freaking high school? I had a freaking check for $210 in my purse from work the day that I got caught. So right. it wasn't about I didn't have the money. And again, I mentioned I paid for all my stuff through high school. It wasn't about the money. It was about the thrill because I ain't had mm -hmm. shit else going on. Right. <laughs> and that 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 was the same here. I yeah. try to have to have my mother and my brother over and it comes to a conversation of what all I did wrong. And I'd be like, you know, I try to hold my cool, right. but uh, again, that does not happen anymore. Right. I don't even, I used to even cook for Thanksgiving and Christmas. That don't happen no more. Right. I'm at peace to keep them people out my house. Right. My space. Right. Because if you gonna break, that's all y'all got to talk right. about. Right. Out of everything we done accomplished since this shit y'all talking about, and y'all can't see, if you still stuck back there, stay back there. Yeah, cause I I'm am. moving forward. Me and my son will eat whatever I cook. <laughs> and y'all can get a do plate, but y'all can't sit at my table and eat. And I don't do holidays, so ain't nobody got to worry about coming about <laughs> But when they did, of course, I wanted to cook and I wanted to impress and I wanted to trauma bond. But I <clears> will look. I got a term for it. Shouts out to my therapist, Karen. Uh, <laughs> I refuse, I refuse to be a part of that game anymore. We, I'm almost 50, excuse me, and I refuse to walk around like what you did and decisions you made for my life didn't affect my life. That's like, right. it, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it and I won't do it. And so that's that. So this is where me and JC are. Mm -hmm. And we know that it is thousands upon thousands of people that have experienced stuff like that. And like I mentioned before, with stuff like this, different things, and it doesn't have to be as drastic as inappropriate and sexual abuse. 
hardcore physical abuse. Yeah, we got beatings. Both of us got beatings, all of that. Oh, yeah. In in some of it, I'm like, okay, yeah, they was out of control. But as for the whole part, that's not the bulk of my issue. Mm. That's not a part of my issue. I don't, when I draw on things in life, I don't think about really beatings at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have kept getting a beating because excessive talking was written on my thing. I mean, like, after fifth grade, we got to accept this is just her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but still, like, the bulk of it. So just coming to these terms with I can live my life loving them for what they gave me, what they gave me through DNA and the, the small things in life that I was able to grasp onto and carry on like travel. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, be, and knowing school was important to a certain degree. That's debatable now. But, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But stuff like that. But at the same time, I do not have to fall victim, which I just had an episode with these people, what was it, two, three years ago? After COVID, I had like two or three episodes of the same type of behavior. And at this point, I realized it's just not going to change. And right. so they can, I can love them from afar. And I don't have to feel guilty about not pretending anymore. I don't, I'm right. not going to pretend anymore. And so, and that's where you are too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't pretend. I don't pretend right. with anybody. It's like, um, I'm my genuine self. And if right. I be over here by myself, I'm good. And I be uh, with myself. <laughs> by myself, with myself. You even right. get round cousins they want to bring up. You get round, it's like, right. no, I don't want to talk about that. And I'm, I'm exing myself from the situation right. all up now. If you're not building from it, if it's not a no. building moment, what are we talking about it for? Right. And, and it's never a building moment with them. It's a, uh, it, it has to be this. And we have to be uh, just accepting of it. It's like, I'm feeling inferior in some type of way in your presence. So mm-hmm. I have to pull something from the past to try to bring you down. What else right. could it be? Yeah. What else could yeah. it be? And how you can carry that type of energy with some. If my kids winning shit, I'm winning. Cause that's right. Me. I put that in them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the thought process. So how you can dog your investment. Yes. You'll see, period. You cannot do that. And and it goes to a whole nother level when you become a grandparent. A whole nother level of, oh, this is my tribe. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I got to keep my tribe all right. And, and, and the fact that that shit never crossed their mind is beyond us. But we ain't the only ones. So we want to hear your no. story. We, all right, let's talk about it in the comments. Let's talk about it, damn it. Let's, it, let's, let's, let's talk about it, damn it. It needs to be talked about. Everybody want to push it under the rug and be like, oh, oh, let me get beat. Let me go over here for Christmas and get my feelings hurt one more again. And it should not be. Look, and not look at the whip on the wall that traumatized us so bad that we can't even be honest and open with our kids. You know what I mean? Like, think about the depths of how freaking great. And I remember going to school talking about that whip going back like after coming down south for uh the summer visit and going back to new york right. and I'm telling people, 
is the freaking whip. Like, I'm thinking that shit normal and okay to be telling people in public, like, yeah, my grandma got a whip. <laughs> like, right. I wish we had a picture of man, that whip on too. the wall. Y'all would It was at least, like, what, three feet long? It it was about four feet long. Okay. Yeah, Braided it was about left. four feet long. And it was it was hanging up there half and half, like a, yep. just on the wall. Yup. In the fact in the that they would tell us, yeah, we used to get a beating with that. What? What kind of sicko was grandma? <laughs> right. And not only grandma. Right. That's why the uncles went up north. Because right. they took one of them, took their last beating and left. Mm. But it wasn't even from grandma. It was from stepdaddy. Right. He fought back. Right. Won the fight. Right. And he went up north. We'll talk more about that in our next episode. Right. And my mother can't even come to the funeral. <laughs> right. Right. We want to get into all of that. So we want y'all comments. We want y'all stories. We want y'all to call in and talk to us. Everything. If this is you, if this is your life on some other level, we're going to talk about it, damn it. So, yes, we are. Let's talk about it, damn it. Next episode coming soon. Thank y'all for checking us out. <laughs>